they kicked me out of the class. Yes, they unenrolled me. I had paid for it. I did everything I I had to do in the course. It was like last minute and my exam was like the next week. So unbelievable. They unenrolled you just before you're going to do your final exam and yes. you've done all of the coursework up to yes. then. And there's no refund. <laughs> Well, I just want to welcome you again to our program today as we uh, meet some more students who are struggling because of conscience with respect to the issue of the vaccine. Uh, across Canada, we are seeing more and more students who are having to make some very serious decisions as to whether they're going to give up their degrees or get the vaccine. Now, many people across the country are wondering why on earth young people would be making this kind of a decision. What is it about them that they would uh, make uh, a decision that's going to affect their entire careers on the basis of religion or a basis of conscientious objection? And I think uh, if there's ever a time in Canada for us to come to an understanding of what it means to be a conscientious objector, we need to hear their story. And so with me today in the studio, I have Matthew Venuenza, and we also have Lydia Kofles. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, thank you so very much, uh, both of you, for joining. I understand you folks are uh, your cousins and uh, going to different programs, but I just want to thank you for the um, opportunity to share your story with everyone in Canada as we are uh, facing in what in my view, is a crisis of the soul of the country as we are trying to make sense why on earth are young people willing to give up their education because of conscience. And perhaps, uh, Lydia, we start with you. Can you tell us uh, your experience and where you're going to school and what courses you're, you're taking and what's happening right now? Right now, I'm currently in my first year at York University. I'm taking psychology. Um, so far, my experience has been pretty complicated. Um, very interesting how the behavior with people has changed, I feel like, nowadays. And uh, I would say it's been challenging in the sense that going to school is, is a challenge just because if you don't get the vaccine, you're viewed as um, being different, kind mm. of, in a way. And it's it's like your access to things is almost limited. and So when you say access is limited, how is it limited? You're not allowed to be on campus. And so therefore, if you need help or need extra support, you'd have to do all of that through like online. H has that it's worked It's hard to reach. No, uh, honestly, barely. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of emailing to contact departments or like if you have any questions, it takes quite a few business days or I've actually personally called um, a quite a lot of numbers to get answers to things. And they always refer me to another number and that number always refers me to another number. And the cycle kind of continues and the responses are always very um, not definitive or specific. Mm. It's kind of like a, a cycle. So, so kind of like passing the buck as it were. Yeah, I f it feels like that. It feels like almost like my problem isn't really like a big concern. So now, now th this has to be uh, to the issue of you not taking the vaccine. And, yes. And so you're trying to get help with that. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of find a common ground, something that would accommodate both parties. As not it were, at, the university. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. you haven't been able to get any 
help with respect to this? Have they? No, not really. Um, it's more like if you don't, it's more like being forced to take it in order to really go to school. I got enrolled in the summer because you usually choose your courses and all of that stuff in the summer. And so I had five courses. Three of them were online and two of them were in hybrid. So hybrid referring to in person and online. And so once the pandemic, uh, sorry, once school started, um, then there was like rumors about how you're going to have to take the vaccine in order to continue school. But I had already started school and paid for my tuition and there's no refund. So I feel like on top of that, like mm. we didn't even know. I actually did get unenrolled in one of my courses. Uh, no refund. It's not like I'm trying to be disobedient or like go against anything. No, I'm trying to really like work with what they have. So it was an exemption form. And I did try that, but they said they couldn't do anything for me. So And, and so they and kicked you out of the school, uh, out of that they, class? They kicked me out of the class, yes. They unenrolled me. I had paid for it. I did everything I, I had to do in the course. Now, just so that our, our listeners are mm -hmm. absolutely clear, you signed up to go to school. There was no vaccine mandate. Not at the time when I signed up. And so you're in school partway through the semester. You are then informed, oh, in order for you to continue this course that you've already joined up, and you have didn't need a vaccine to begin with, but mm -hmm. yet the vaccine was available. It's been available for a while now. Yeah. And now mid-semester, they changed their policy. Yeah. When did they change the policy? I believe within mid to ending semester. Um, they kept they so kept pushing well, back the deadline, so it was kind of like uncertainty. There was rumors. It was very like unclear and pushback. But what what time frame are we looking at? October, September? I believe it started around October, if I'm not mistaken. Early October? I feel like it was early October, but it wasn't like they were just kind of pushing you to take the vaccine. Mm. I had gotten emailed saying basically I've been unenrolled, but that was already towards the end. When were you kicked out of that that class? I would say um, first they had unenrolled me online, and so 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 they never even told you. Um, I was actually confused at first, and so were my um, TA and professor, and um, but no, they hadn't just like emailed me directly. You have been de-enrolled. I actually had to figure that out myself. So well, I, I mean, the, and it was it was like last minute, and my exam was like the next week. So unbelievable. So they dis they they. <laughs> unenrolled you just before you're going to do your final exam and yes. you've done all of the coursework up to yes, then. Yes, and I paid, yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And no one has spoken to you about it. This is just kind of like the 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 uh, educational institution's bureaucratic system says, sorry, but you're no longer here. Yes, exactly. Just like that. So that's where I feel like it's unfair because I feel like I want to go in person and speak with someone or directly contact or get an answer quickly because I feel like I've been wasting so much time trying to get in contact with somebody and that it took me a couple of days, a lot of emailing, um, different sources, one person led me to another and it was like kind of like nobody really wanted to and every answer was not straightforward. It was it always ended up saying like you need to be vaccinated in order to participate in class. Like that was always like the end of the the answer. Almost like they didn't want to actually reach out and help, but more so do what uh, what helps themselves. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense mm -hmm. when a bureaucracy does not have the wherewithal to uh, look at 
who is being damaged by their decisions. Individuals who simply do not sit down with you and explain what's happening, sends out the email, but then just goes ahead and cuts you off so that you're unenrolled online. You have no idea. That's incredible. That shows a tremendous amount of cowardice. I'm sorry, but that's how I see it. I, I'm very disappointed to hear that and to see um, the kind of experience and the kind of treatment that you have received. So tell me, you have then continued on with your other courses? They, they've allowed you to continue? I'm currently enrolled in four other courses, and three of them is online. So I'm left with one in-person class. But that's where I get confused because that in-person class, I still remain registered in the course. Although I don't know if the same thing will happen with that course. I'm just very confused at this point. It well, sounds very you're like, confused. Well, I'm confused just listening yeah. to you, trying to make sense of how a bureaucracy, a um, an institution of higher learning would make such a decision. This is This is incredible mm -hmm. to me. What's happening with next semester? Well, they emailed me and they said that in order to continue classes, they're going to have to, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Um, and actually, because it's my first year, I received a pamphlet from York and they recommend first years to take um, five courses, but a full year course. And so because I've been removed from one, it's like I have a full year that's been removed. So wow. hopefully... Um, my plan is to look for an online course and like now I last minute have to find like an online course that perfectly fits my schedule because I've been unenrolled. And so I don't even know at this point if I'm able to get into those courses. Right. So mm. it just makes it really complicated for me. Sure. And I feel like there's no one I can go to to really help me out. Oh, my word. Okay. So you, you, you don't have no idea what you'll be doing next semester. You've like, is there a deadline for this uh, vaccine to be done? I haven't really found any information about exemption forms for next semester. They're handing out exemption forms. But mm -hmm. what about, um, have you known any of your friends who've also been taking the same position as yourself? Have they been exempt? Or what's been happening? Did you know of anybody who's been exempt on the same basis as yourself? Which I understand is a conscientious position that you're taking. Truthfully, I do know some students that don't have the vaccine and do they're they are registered in in a in a post secondary school, but I don't I honestly don't know somebody that has been accepted as an exempt when they submitted their exemption form that they've been accepted to still go to school. I have not. That. It's quite fascinating. It seems like okay, there is this form that they're handing out to mm -hmm. fill in for an exemption. But it'll be very interesting to see just how many people are exempt. Now, mm -hmm. um, I, I'd like to come back to you about your um, your reason as to why you're taking this stand. But I want to come over to Matthew. Matthew, can you uh, tell the audience what your experience is and what's happening with you right now? Well, my experience is, well, um, this year is actually my first year in post-secondary. So... Um, we, I started school and all of my courses um, are still online. Um, everything, you know, I'm doing fitness and health promotion, so we even would have our cameras on doing exercises in front of the teacher, which I have no um, problem with. And so um, now um, they told us that next semester they want to make everything in person and uh, my problem is that I'm not vaccinated, neither I want to get vaccinated. Um, this semester, they told us that if we wanted to 
enter campus going to um enter campus um we're gonna need to submit a rapid test a negative rapid test mm. or you're gonna have to be fully vaxxed uh, i did go to the campus one time this semester to use a library which i got a negative test i submitted it and i went in but um now they changed that sort of policy in october saying that um still this semester now they're no longer going to be accepting rapid tests. You either have to be fully vaxxed or have an exemption form with a negative rapid test. And since they're going to make it mandatory to be in person, we have to also submit uh, either uh, proof of vaccination or exemption form with a rapid test. So this seems like they, they are going to be making some exemptions there at least. Uh, like they're, you're going to have to do the rapid test? Mm-hmm. If uh, and have you known anybody who's um, been exempt? Well, I've I've I can't say that I know someone personally. I've heard of stories. I've heard of people that said other people got exemptions. But if I can like confidently say like that, that's accurate information. I can't say. Tell me why is it you're taking that position? I mean, I did. I remember in in grade eight in elementary school, we would get our hepatitis shots and everything. Mm -hmm. So, so you have no problem with the vaccine as a concept, but, Uh but you have a problem with this particular vaccine. Yes. Yes. And why is that? Well, it's just the way that they're sort of forcing it upon people. And they're telling you the way they're making it seem is that you can do whatever you want with your body and put whatever you want in your body. But like, but if you decide not to take the vaccine, you cannot do this, that, do this, that. You know what I mean? You can't go to school. You can't go to gym. You cannot go to movie theaters. Now, now going to gym is a big thing for you. Going to the gym, it is something that's important to me. I always liked um, sports. Um, growing up, I was, um, let's just say I was self-conscious because I was overweight, right? So I feel like once I started hitting the gym, going to the gym, working out, it was a place where it was just like, it was almost like an individual thing. It's just me and the weights, you know, where I can mm-hmm. work. Um, I also liked, you know, the how it, bring, it brought me like confidence in a way as well because I started losing weight. Um, I started looking fit. Um, I mainly started for also like performance reasons because I wanted to be faster. I play soccer a lot. I love sports. So that's like, that's... That's that's why the gym is pretty important to me. And and so it was a, a, a big shock to you when uh, you weren't allowed to go to the gym? Yeah, it was. Like, I, I had to find different ways to, like, be able to exercise, which is totally possible, you know. But um, there's certain things with, like, let's just say lifting weights. You can't really go buy, like, gym equipment and bring it to your house. Like, it's expensive stuff as well. Mm. So, I mean... My only choice would be to like do body weight things, but it doesn't, it's not the same as actually working out, like going to the gym. So it's basically, is it the fact that you're being forced to take it or the pressure is being applied to you? What is it that's motivating you to say no? The vaccine is just, it's a little, uh, I want to say sketchy to me because the fact that they're telling me if you want to do this, you got to take it. It's sort of like, I'm very hesitant. Like I, I'm not very comfortable with that. Okay, so it's just your own personal choice. You don't want to be forced to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah, Lydia, how about yourself? What's what's motivating you? 
I feel like we all should have a choice to take things so back on what Matthew was saying as well. It, it is kind of suspicious that we are almost being forced to take this vaccine because we should always kind of have a choice in that sense. And um, as well, for me, I just want to be sure what I put in my body. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with questioning what's going on. It's important actually that you question things and not just follow what majority people are doing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, making sure that you ensure whatever you're putting in your body is is good for it. Um, and so I feel like the fact that you take one dose and then you got to take a next dose and it's like, how many doses now? And th- I feel like there's not like a, a certain like a final vaccine. So to clarify, I'm not against vaccines. Um, I've taken all my vaccines. It's just a specific vaccine. There's also has been some side effects as well along with it. Um, You know, some like blood clots or um, heart inflammations. And, you know, I just want to be sure about what I'm putting in my body. It's safe to say that in this country, there's been a long, a lot of uh, argument being made that, you know, it's my body, my choice. And suddenly and on this juncture on the issue of the vaccines uh, people are wanting to take away that choice and of course they say well no we're not really taking away a choice you have a choice you have a choice to go to school um, or not and if you don't take the vaccine you're not going to go to school mm-hmm. um, if you don't take the vaccine you're going to be fired but you know that's your choice uh, mm-hmm. what do you say um, to people who say well look um, Lydia it's your choice um, I find it funny because if people think that's really giving somebody a choice, it's it's not really. It's almost like we're normalizing the idea of this being normal, that, you know, that we really have a choice. But when you really don't, it's almost peer pressuring somebody or um, really pressuring and influencing someone into doing things that, you know, may break their belief or may bend their rules or, you know, that sort of thing Mm. and um actually talking about this it reminds me i forgot to mention that actually taking the vaccine i found it funny because vaccines are supposed to you know um once you take the vaccine you're not supposed to be able to kind of have the virus that it stops it from and so this vaccine it's it's different it doesn't necessarily do that and that that also i find it a little suspicious so um i i would take the vaccine but i want to feel Sure, because this is our body, right? So mm, mm. it's it's not like, you know, a car and you just buy a new one, but it's your body. Yeah, so. it's the, the one and only you have. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fascinating. I, I, I want to thank you both for uh, sharing with us exactly uh, the reasons why you're not taking the vaccine and being willing to put online your... Uh, careers, your educational career, and then ultimately your um, your actual career itself. So tell me, what happens if they say to you, um, what's going to happen, Matthew? They say to you, uh, listen, uh, you're not going to be exempt. Uh, you've got to take the vaccine. What will you do? It sort of um, makes me sad because I feel like it's further like delaying me from reaching my goal or reaching my goals in life, getting, you know, the career I want. At the same time, you know, I, I remember that the premier did say that he was going to get rid of the vaccine mandate on like January the 27th, which is a few days, maybe a week or two weeks after the second semester starts. So I'm not sure why the school cannot make some sort of exception, make stuff online for just two weeks until that's gone. Mm. 
Mm, that's mm-hmm. a good point. So why don't they just wait until the government decides what they're going to do? That's the question. Why don't they just wait? And how about you, Lydia? They, uh, if they force the vaccine on you or else you're going to have to be unenrolled yet again. Well, honestly, I'm just um, hoping that everything can somewhat be online, like the, the option of remaining courses to be online. Um, you know, I just want to do whatever God's will is. So he'll open doors if that's his will. And if not, he'll close doors. You both are now faced with a very serious decision that you have to make. And um, if it were today, you will end up losing your education, which is a, a very sad commentary on the state of our country, to be honest with you, where we are now at a place where um, bureaucracies in educational institutions are making these decisions when last year they accommodated, this year they don't accommodate, um, which to me is just uh, remarkable. Yeah. I want to thank you both for uh, taking your time to come and to share your story and to share your story with all of Canadians. In fact, the world will be watching very carefully as to what's happening here in this country to the university students. And for those of you who are watching uh, First Freedoms Foundation, and our programs. just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayer support. Thank you for your financial support. This is the work that we're trying to do. We are trying to let these stories be known so that uh, all of us can understand what is happening in Canada today as these young people are facing these uh, decisions, decisions that are being forced upon them, uh, not of their own uh, making, But uh, these decisions are being made by bureaucrats uh, who are uh, calling upon them uh, to go against their conscience. Yet last year, there was no problem and no problem whatsoever. This year, there is a problem. And so uh, we've got to ask ourselves, what is going on uh, that we would find ourselves as a society in this quandary, in this situation? Is it really necessary for this country to be making young people sacrifice their educational careers uh, because of this vaccine. And um, is the science in this favor? I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But if it isn't, then somebody's going to have to answer some serious questions, it seems to me. But I think we need to have this uh, conversation. We need to be willing to speak. We need to be willing to allow others and hear the young people, and hear what their experiences are, and what's happening to them. And so, until next time, I thank you for your support. 